You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. The seventh pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. The New York Giants select Evan Neal, tackle, Alabama. What I love about this is he's played right tackle, and I think that's where he's going to play for the Giants. When you look at their pick, Andrew Thomas, and how he progressed last year, Charles, how much better he played, I think he's going to stick at left, and I think Evan Neal is going to be your day one starting right tackle. Yeah, because if he's made that progress at left tackle, starting to get his confidence, you don't want to switch him again when you have a viable option. And Evan Neal, because of his versatility, these three offensive tackles, Coach, Aquano was the road grader, right? Charles Cross, the, the pass protector, the dancer, and this was the most versatile offensive tackle in draft, Evan Neal. Six, seven and a half, and a slim 337 pounds. <laughs> this guy can has a feet of a ballerina. He is quick. You see him redirect and pass protection. Uh, they're going to love him at the Giants. Yeah, he's a player at Alabama. You don't walk into Alabama and start that early in your career unless you're pretty special. And he got better and better. I thought in pass protection this year, you saw him take a leap, not only from last year, but then as the year went on, I thought he got more comfortable. You know you're going to see premier rushers 
in the SEC. He sees them each and every week. Remember Adrian Peterson in those box jumps famously lifting the weights while doing them? How about Evan Neal in that box jump doing the splits? Yeah. He just raised his hand and his hand is full forearm went out of the screen. <laughs> Well, it was a whole lot better than the Blue Man Group. I got to tell you that. Las Vegas was alive last night with the NFL Draft for the year 2022. Just the overall production was quite spectacular, but Georgia's production of defensive players is unbelievable. You just heard the announcement that Evan Neal uh, was selected seventh uh, by the Giants. Uh, I'm not sure I like that or not. Depends on how they get a quarterback. Depends on other trades they make. But as I think it was Kuyper just said, He's, he'll start the minute they go to the first training camp. But anyway, welcome to the show. Jay Barker, Max Coulter, Lars Anderson, wearing his Bengals gear. Lars Anderson, Mr. Burrow. I I got way too much sleep. <laughs> Gosh, I wish I did. Uh, it was a long day of teaching yesterday. Um yeah, and uh, it was interesting being in class as uh, as um, the draft was unfolding. I I even gave my students the okay, you know, check your phones, <laughs> don't yeah. worry about it. Um, okay, so a, a few quick things. I think Trayvon Walker going number one overall to the Jags. Boy, that he's like the lowest rated. Uh, uh, number one overall pick according to Pro Football Focus in years. Uh, he's in this sort of his grade is in the seventies, and uh, you know, Joe Burrow is the highest one. I think he was ninety four point eight or something. But um, you know they're 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 projecting him uh that to play uh, they need help on the edge, but he really plays uh, what's called a down five technique. And um, we'll see how that goes, but <clears throat> certainly not a home run. If I were the Jaguars, I would have taken uh, that Jaguars GM. I would have gone Aiden Hutchinson, uh, and that's who the Lions did at number two to the edge. And then really one of the bigger shockers to me was uh, the Texans at three taking Derek Stingley Jr. I mean, he looked like an absolute stud his freshman year. Uh, but since then, he's played in something like ten games, and uh, and and he hasn't been the dominant player he was. He was great in high school, great as a freshman, and uh, yeah, I mean we remember Derek Stingley Jr. as he's a corner out of uh, LSU, and um, it just seemed like he, if he hadn't gone to the Texans, this is a player that could have dropped into the the teens. Uh, I thought the best the the best um, corner in the draft was uh, Sauce Gardner out of uh, Cincinnati, and he went four to the Jets, and so uh, that was the first great pick by the Jets. And by the way, the big winner, the big winners were the two New York teams, because at five uh, the Giants they get Kayvon Thibodeau the edge rusher out of Oregon. Uh, for most of the year, he was projected to be the number one overall pick for the Giants to get him at five. Just uh, He's the best pure pass rusher in, in, in this draft. And then <clears throat> for the Giants then to get Neal at seven out of Alabama, obviously. I mean, to me, he's the best tackle in the draft. 
He's the best tackle in the draft. Why the Panthers took uh, the kid out of NC State right before him, I, I, I don't understand. It was because he had on a really interesting suit. Yeah. Did <laughs> you see his suit? It looked and, like and, a piece and, of uh, and, life, and, the, the, the horse candy. And then the Falcons taking Drake, Drake London, wide receiver out of USC at eight. I mean, he's a big guy, but he doesn't run that well. Uh, and you need it's it's all about speed, man. And Garrett Wilson is is sitting right there, and uh, um, you know the wide receiver out of Ohio State, and he would have had more of an immediate impact. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Drake London's good, but is he elite? I don't know. First wide receiver off the board. I, I I'm not sure about about that pick. And then then the Jets again. You already got the top corner, and in, in Sauce in Sauce Williams. And then in uh, and then uh, coming back, it's picking at ten. They get uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. I mean, just a great pick, a great pick. And uh, he's going to give Zach Wilson, who they still believe in, the quarterback that they took uh, number two overall last year out of BYU, uh, going to give him a a, a deep threat. And, uh, but yeah, so that's just sort of an overview. And then, and then the giants, um, I do think ultimately the best receiver in this draft will be Jamison Williams. You know, he can't play right away, uh, because of the ACL. All reports are that he's making great progress in the rehab and no setbacks. And I, I just think he's going to be a, a star, but uh, so Alabama has two picks, uh, two guys go in, in the top 12. Um, I really like, again, what both of the New York teams did. And uh, it's a pretty interesting draft. I mean, a, a lot of trades uh, because there really was no consensus number one uh, overall pick. And excuse me, I, I, call, I referred to Sauce Gardner as Sauce Williams. Sauce Gardner, uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I mean, Can just I tell a you stud. something real quick that I heard. I mean, you when you're watching this, you, you just absolutely, it's like drinking water through a fire hose on the information you get. But I swear I heard them say he did not give up a touchdown this year and he did not give up a play over 15 yards. I mean, yeah, that's locking it down, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, concerning, concerning the first pick, pick Trayvon Walker, Walker, I remember, I remember when uh, many, uh, many, many, many years ago, it's probably almost before your time, that uh, Andre Bruce was the number one pick out of Auburn. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, a lot of, the of biggest, heads are shaking because he was, we're getting feedback, FYI, yeah. in Tuscaloosa. Uh, it's it's uh it's a situation where uh, they're going a lot, or may I say, mostly. On what he did in the in the combine, yeah, he was a late pick until the combine. Am I correct? Yep. And and there he is. And um, another thing we're going to get into later on the show is uh, how different it is if you're number one, and if you're Evan Neal at seven in money, uh, you're talking about ten fifteen million dollars. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the position of, of one is big as far as your dollars are concerned. So. We got a great show lined up for you. Your man, Cole's coming back, right? I can't Cole believe Thompson. the guy's coming back. I, I can't either after, after the, what you the did. disaster of yesterday when uh, I Wait, thought... We can't, we can't do it again. I Not thought, even I, now. I, I, I truly thought he was already engaged. And <laughs> um, turns out he was going to wait. Uh, he's, gonna, he's doing it in two weeks. 
and I sort of blew the lid off of that, and hopefully his uh, soon-to-be fiance wasn't listening. But Cole Thompson, former student of mine, uh, is a, a draft guru. Uh, he's now based in uh, Houston. He's going to join us at one fifteen. Well, and, and he was the delightful guest, not with his just his knowledge, but the way he handled the situation and all that. Uh, Jay, uh, we texted back and forth and talked about this yesterday. Uh, Bruce Cunningham who's with Baltimore and a long time uh, been around the NFL. Do you remember him, or are you too young to remember when he was an anchor, sports anchor with me here in Birmingham? No, no, I remember Bruce very well. And uh, and I'll tell you this, you know, it's going um, to be great to, number one, hear from him. I've heard from him in a long time. Again, yeah. his expert opinion on, on all this stuff and kind of talk through that. I'm excited about having Cole as well. That was a fun segment with him yesterday. But I uh, want to remind everybody, before we go to break, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation. And whether it's with coworkers, family, friends, birthday parties, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, whatever, they can help you out. They also do a ton of charity events as well at Top Golf of Birmingham. Go see Mark Grenier and all the great folks there. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, guys, uh, off to uh, the first start of the hour on this Friday edition. And uh, Matt, as you said, introduce our guests again as far as who's coming up next. Bruce Cunningham was a longtime anchor, sports anchor in the state of Alabama. Actually, I think he worked three different markets. But then he, he went home to Baltimore and uh, spent many years up there. Uh, he was an announcer for the Ravens. And it's not. this is not to do Ravens. I mean, we'll certainly touch on that. But he's an NFL guy, so we'll get an overview. His look uh, in last night's draft. And by the way, ding, ding, round two is tonight. Back in flash. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 83. Fair tonight with a low at 62. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. A chance of widely scattered showers, the high 84. Sunday, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms with a high at 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. In honor of our next guest, Rock and Roll. From the Stones, in my opinion, best song they did. It's my favorite. Let's just put it that way. Welcome back to the show. Jay Barker, Matt Coulter, uh, bringing you the show on, I guess it's the split the draft. After the first round, going to the second, and then uh, you got five rounds on Saturday. So it's all very, very good. But Bruce Cunningham was a sports anchor here in Birmingham with WBRC many years ago. And he also did a stint, I think, in Huntsville and Mobile. But he went home to Baltimore, and he's been with the Ravens and um, with uh, the television station there in Birmingham, WBFF, I think it is, for 31 years, just retired as the announcer for the Ravens. Hey, Bruce, it's Matt. You know Jay, and Lars is a longtime sports writer and author. Author, How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Guys, how's everybody doing? Hey, we're doing fantastic. Uh, give me give me your initial thoughts. Uh, Lars is the 
draft expert, and I should probably let him ask this question, but i got to lead off somewhere. But I asked him during the break, I said, how the Ravens do? And he said they may have had the best first round of, of all teams. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me just recap really quick. And I, I know you know this, but uh, so they're sitting at number 14. They get uh, safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. I, it could be possibly uh, the best overall player in the draft. They trade Hollywood Brown and the 100 pick to the Cardinals for the number 23 pick. Then they trade the 23 pick to Buffalo for their 25 and the 130 pick. And then they get the best center in the draft in Tyler Linderbaum at, at 25. And uh, to me, this just underscores what the Ravens always do. They It's the best player available strategy. And, uh, you know, it goes back to uh, when Ozzie Newsom was there. And I'd love, I'd love for you to give us just some history and, and why the Ravens consistently, year in and year out, you walk away from the draft thinking, oh, my gosh, they just they did it again. Well, they believe in scouting, that's for sure. Uh, their scouting crew has always been among the best in the NFL. And Ozzie, who really laid the foundation for the franchise, just by way of background, when the franchise moved here from Cleveland, uh, Art Modell, the owner, handed Ozzie the keys. He said, this is your show to run. Uh, Ozzie took that seriously. He was a firm proponent of trust the board. In other words, if you're picking 14, the 14th best player on the board, that's who you're going to take. And and they've had a lot of success with that over the years. They've also had a lot of luck on draft day. Players tend to fall to them. Uh, that's how they got Ray Lewis in 96. That's how they got Peter Bulwer in 97. You know, it's how they got uh, – I, I could probably list about four or five more if you give me a couple minutes to think. But historically, this is what happens to the Ravens. Uh, and it happened again last night. You know, the the, the guy, the uh, the safety, was rated, I believe, number four in the entire draft, Kyle Hamilton. Uh, and, and they couldn't believe it when he was still there. They had to address the O-line. They really liked Tyler Linderbaum from, from day one, but they continued to play the board. They get to uh, the pick they trade for, and Linderbaum's still there. They bet that the two teams ahead of them aren't going to pick him, and so, lo and behold, he's still there. Eric DaCosta was trained at Ozzie Newsom's knee. Ozzie hired him as an intern in 96. Everything you see on draft day is Ozzie. Uh, that's the impact he had on this franchise, and that's why they do so well every year in the draft. It's no surprise around here, believe me. Bruce Cunningham, our guest here on the Jay Barker Show today with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. We're talking draft and getting ready for day number two to get underway. Were any surprise that uh, Malik Willis was not picked up in the first round? Everybody talked about a possibility of him jumping into the first round, and they, only one quarterback uh, ended up being picked in the first round. Yeah, and you know, about Mike Tomlin, I thought was going to rent a townhouse down in Lynchburg to see Willis play. They were all over him, and they were at his yeah. pro day, and, and that was the move I thought they were going to make. But, uh, you know, drafting a local kid, it'll sell some tickets, and it'll bring up Dan Marino and the fact that they let him get away and maybe they shouldn't have. So, you know, the Steelers know they're in for a bit of a rebuild. It's going to be a lean couple of years. So this is kind of a feel-good pick. Plus, the kid can play a little bit. I don't know if he's NFL caliber. I don't know if he's first round. But, you know, I can see why they made that pick. You know, uh, what the talking heads are talking are, are discussing uh, all across uh, on, on national platforms this morning is uh, 
is uh, the reaction that Lamar Jackson had when he learned that Hollywood Brown was being traded. And uh, over Twitter, he uh, expressed his <laughs> deep disappointment in uh, pretty colorful uh, language and emojis. And also, it, it, you know, he has not yet signed a long-term contract with the yeah. uh with the ravens do, do you think is there anything more than just uh hurt feelings going on here or is there is there something deeper um the lamar thing would take about half a day to discuss so i'm going to address hollywood first and then i'll come back to lamar um hollywood uh, they weren't going to exercise the uh, option year anyway uh, he's going to cost about $20 million. That's what his agent said. Uh, the Ravens don't have $20 million to spend on Hollywood Brown. It just came down to that. So they were able to trade the pick and uh, pick up a pick, and then they were able to trade it again, pick up another pick, and uh, and still come up with the O-lineman. Uh, Lamar is trying to do this contract himself. He has no agent. Uh, and that's kind of like going to court without a lawyer. And the whole thing is very frustrating all you get out of Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh is we're moving at Lamar's pace. Uh, guys, uh, I've covered the NFL for 27 years. It's one of the oddest things I've ever seen. Wow. Represented himself. Uh, <laughs> you believe like that? Really I, you know, I'm idea. actually taken I, back. I, I heard <laughs> Wait, what did he say? Uh, his mother is it's his the, it's the, Oh, now that's... Guys, it's... It, it's the biggest story in Baltimore. That's, everybody's yeah. talking about it all the time. It's gotten to the point now where it's getting boring. But that's exactly what's unfolding in front of us. And, Matt, you know, you've been around like I have a long time, and you think you've seen everything. I've never seen anything even remotely close to this. It's the oddest thing. Uh, you know, it's crazy. It's nuts. And we talk about it constantly. Especially when he's looking at, what, uh, a contract in the neighborhood of Deshaun Watson, right? Uh uh, yeah, 230, yeah. 240, 250 uh, million. Yeah. And uh, boy, to be negotiating that without the uh, help of an agent is uh, really surprising. Any other uh, things from the first round uh, uh, jump out at you uh, as a surprise or, or, or a team that you thought did particularly well? I'm a huge Bengals fan, yes. FYI. And I was just, I was just okay. hoping and praying that the Bengals would get Linder, Linderbaum. And, uh, of course, now the Bengals are going to have to face him twice a year for the next 12 years. But uh, <laughs> any, uh, any, any surprises? And uh, just, again, what, anything that stood out to you in the first round? You know, the Ravens play them twice every year. I got a lot of experience with Bengal fans. And the last part of what you just said really sounded like a Bengal fan. You know, yeah, things look pretty good, but boy, you know. <laughs> you know. Hey, go, hey, Bruce. Hey, you go. Does, 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 the number, does the number 525 mean anything to you? 525. That's how many yards Joe Burrow passed for against the Ravens. Uh, in the, oh, in, I know. Oh, he shoots the Ravens. Super Bowl rings. He chewed them up. No question about it. And Burrow is terrific, and he's great, and he's transformational. Now, let, let's see if that works within the Bengal scheme, you know, with the way they like to pay players or not pay players. And I don't know. The whole thing's really interesting to me. I'm good friends with Marvin Lewis, so I, I, I kind of got some inside information here and there. And it's a, it's a unique franchise. Let's just say that. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, there's no, no doubt about it. <laughs> No doubt about it. And I, and I tell you, you brought it up as far as Ozzie Newsome. I mean, he, uh, unbelievable just the job that he did building that whole uh, – just the foundation oh my of, of, of the Ravens. And I've known him for 
gosh, Matt and I, all of us, known him for 30 something years. Um, and it just yeah, everything that they, as you talked about, you see his fingerprints all over that program still. Well, here's the thing uh, you're only elected to the Hall of Fame once. If you could get elected more than once, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, you know, it does, Ozzy could go in as an executive also. That man won two Super Bowls 13 years apart. Let that sink in. 13 years apart, he won Super Bowls. That's incredible, you know? And you look at all the draft picks and all the Hall of Famers, it's amazing. Do you know, in 96, the first two draft picks Ozzy had, they had two number ones that year. He took Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis. You might be able to argue that that's one of the best use of two number ones ever. They're both in the Hall of Fame, you know. No doubt, Other people no argue and say Butkus and Sayers in the same draft, but you know, but Ozzy is the franchise. You know, they they should be building a statue of him somewhere around here because the main reason the franchise has been good for so long is Ozzy Newsom, and now you got his number one guy, his right hand man, his trainee, his former intern running the franchise. For continuity's sake, you just can't beat that. Plus. You got a head coach going into his 14th year. You know, you guys know how rare that is in the NFL. Very stable franchise, very well supported and loved, and uh, it's it's a major success story in the NFL. You know, when it first came here, uh, it wasn't a slam dunk. You know, people remember what it felt like when the Colts were taken away, and and then we get a team the same way. And it took people a while to get used to that, but they, you know, they did get used to it, and and it's. Uh, it's an incredible thing to see year in and year out. It, it almost reminds me in some ways uh, of, of Tuscaloosa, you know, of going to a game there. The electricity is the same. The noise level is the same. There's about 30,000 fewer seats. But, you know, other than that, very, very similar, you know. Um, indeed. And uh, Ozzie Newsom may be more popular in the Baltimore area than he is in Alabama. And that he might is, be. A, is a large he might cup be. of coffee. He might be. Hey, Bruce, uh, we could go on and on and on, but you and I have a very, very funny story that stems from the um, Hollywood Hilton. Uh, can you give the Cliff Notes <laughs> version of that and, and tell us, do tell everybody where we ended up, who we saw? Do you want me to, do you want me to name names in terms of who we saw? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. This, hey, it's your show. All right. Uh, we Matt and I both were involved with muscular dystrophy for years. He hosted the Birmingham uh, uh, Telethon, and I hosted the one here in Baltimore. And they had a, uh, a mass meeting every year of all the local hosts. Now, if you just think of the word obnoxious, just just get that word in your mind. 230 TV people in the same room. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, you know, that kind of thing. Over and over. So... I would, I, I'd go to this thing, they'd have a reception tonight, and everybody got hammered, you know, and then we had seminars the next day. Well, I would always look for Matt. And I had another friend named Kurt Fonger who worked in West Palm, who I'd worked with in Mobile. I knew if those two guys were there, we were going to be okay. We'd go find a corner somewhere. So, and that's what we did. So uh, we're at the Beverly Hilton, which was owned by Merv Griffin. He would donate the hotel for the weekend. And uh, uh, the uh, Trader Vic's is the famous bar there in the hotel. So it's me and Matt, and I don't know, Matt, how many people were with us? Like five or six, maybe maybe a little more? Yeah. I just remember okay. we were at the very end of the bar, and then we looked back. Yeah, so we, we go in Trader Vic's, and we're looking around, you know, we're thinking we might see a celebrity or two or whatever. Seated at the bar was the porn star, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that is there were women in our group 
the women didn't even try to suggest they didn't know who that was. <laughs> I kind of forgotten about that. Uh, uh, now, Matt and I had great the... times back in the 80s, and we did. Yeah. Boy, did we ever. Hey, Bruce. Uh, Man. Thanks for your time. I mean, I didn't great go through Europe with Kenny Taylor. Well, that's, that's, that's right. That's for another show. Another time. Yeah, it sure I've is. I've been very blessed. <laughs> hey, congratulations on your retirement. You have certainly earned it. Thank you. It's uh, In fact, it's crazy. It's one month today. What have you done? <laughs> Nothing. I have a radio show. <laughs> I have a radio show on 105.7 The Fan on Saturdays. I do it from noon to 3. That is all I'm doing. Look, I put in 45 years of getting home at midnight, you know, and working weekends and holidays and doing all the things, Matt, that you know we have to do in that business. And my contract came up, and I said, I just ain't doing that anymore. And I'll bet you I haven't been up past 10 o'clock since, since I, I retired. That's that's the best part about this whole thing. I, I'm not stumbling in at midnight anymore. So, you know, but it was, it's been great. I love my time. You know, I spent the entire decade of the 80s in Alabama, you know. Uh, yeah, you so, sure did. Yeah, and, and both my kids Good were time. born there, so I'll never get too far away from it, that's for sure. All right. Come see us, Bruce. Have a great Bruce, day. thank you. Go do nothing. That's what I'm going to do, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Right. Thank you. I absolutely. Bruce Cunningham on the Jay Barker Show when we come back. Great dude. Hey, uh, I think, who's up? The Mick? Is that right, Jay? Yeah, that's right. Mick Gillespie. The Mick is coming up. Is coming up. Talking about Alabama the draft on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain 
Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C letter O. Jay Barker Show, Jay, Matt, Lars, and we're joined by Mick Gillespie. Oh, Mickey. Hard for me to really complete, complete that lyric without sounding funny, but anyway. The Mick <laughs> is with us. Mick, how are you? What do you say, guys? I love that. Look, you, everybody's got to have an intro song, right? I mean, I watch wrestling. I get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think the I most it. troubling th- thing I've heard you say is you like wrestling. Uh, or you watch it. You didn't say you liked it. But, uh, no, I anyway. like it. I mean, you want to just start I, I off? Like it and watch it. Uh, you want to start off and just give us a general overview, uh, particularly with an Alabama slant to it on last night's draft day one? Yeah, you know, Evan Neal went to the Giants, and I thought, like, if I was the Giants, I'd be really happy because I think that he's the type of guy you build an offense around, or at least the offensive line. And I mean, we know in football, talk about it all the time that when if you want to win it starts at the line and he's he's great so i it was crazy how it was wide receivers and um and i'm in that really dominated this year's draft so it's fun to watch I, i was really surprised that the um titans traded brown you know that that to me but the other thing that we're learning too is that you know what like like teams uh, you know, some teams aren't going to mortgage their future 
to uh, you know to have offensive, you know, to have have uh, wide receivers. Uh, you know, if they feel like it's going to hurt them overall, you know, I mean, look, they, we saw uh, Hill got traded to Miami, and then Brown, you know, got traded last night to the Eagles. So, um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the, the draft is as big of a sporting event as there is now. And I, and I was like you guys, I was there watching, and I thought, you know. We should be doing a show right now. We did one on Bam Insider last year with all the Alabama players that were going in the draft. Um, but it, it's it's so much fun to watch, and I guess I just was surprised that that many offensive linemen went so early. Yeah, I, I mean, but you said it from the very beginning. You build build from inside out. You build the trenches, and with this offensive line, defensive line, that's where you win the games, and that I think that's – you know, more, I mean, I, I would hope more and more NFL teams realize that, even though we saw, I mean, the wide receiver, amount of wide receivers was unbelievable. But I, I've got to ask you about uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, we were talking about this earlier with Bruce Cunningham, who was on with us uh, just before you. And, you know, Pittsburgh kid, all that. Yeah, he's, you know, gutsy kid, plays well, um, makes a lot of great plays with his feet as well as his arm. But still, to have one quarterback in, in the first round of the NFL draft, I mean, when's the last time that's happened? Yeah, that, I mean, I know, and that, and that's why this draft is is kind of going down as one of the weakest drafts ever because we judge drafts based on the quarterback, and then think about all the quarterbacks that were in last year's draft. I mean, some of those guys could have stuck around and played another year, and would have maybe even had a better draft, you know, more uh, negotiating ability, just because mm-hmm. you know you had Kenny Pickett and the, and the knock on him's been his hands, you know, like his hands are too small. I saw uh, Pittsburgh play Tennessee in person this year, and I was really impressed with Tennessee. He kind of reminded me of Mac Jones, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. He, he's reads defenses. He's got a good ball. Um, he can throw the deep pass. And, you know, Pittsburgh's trying to replace Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he, he's – you know, he, he seems like he'd be about as good as as, uh, as you're going to get in this year's draft, you know. So, um, I yeah, I, I I was surprised that hand size made such a big difference, you know, um, as far as where he was going to end up. And um, I guess that really tells us what you were saying, too. I mean, that th- this year's draft is probably compared to uh, most years as, as, as weak just because there there weren't a whole lot of quarterbacks to take. Yeah, and he has the smallest hand size of any of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now, right, Active? I think that's right. That, I think I that's that. what, yeah, I think that's yeah. what they said. Yeah, yeah I mean, and you know, I'm wondering how much that's going to affect him throwing that football. I mean, at that at that level, it's just, he, he had a lot of fumbles while he was at Pittsburgh, you know. So uh, I'm definitely curious to see how that plays out long term. So you talked about all the wide receivers being traded and, and uh, a bunch of them being drafted. I, I think this goes back to the Jaguars signing Christian Kirk, a guy who most of us never even heard of before, unless you really follow football closely, signed him to uh, an average contract of $18 million a year. And that, like, suddenly the market for wide receivers just went through the roof, right? Tyreek Hill, $30 million a year. Devontae Adams, $28 million a year. Uh, Hopkins uh, uh, with uh, with the Cardinals, twenty seven a, a year. Stephon Diggs, twenty four. DJ Moore, uh, twenty. 
And and now it, it's almost like wide receiver has become like quarterback in that you want to get the wide receiver on the rookie contract because you know if they're going to be any good, you're going to have to pay them down the road. Uh, okay, with all that being said, uh, just uh, your analysis of, uh, of of the wide receiver group and uh, and and where Jamison Williams went and and how you think he's going to do with the Detroit Lions, a perennially uh, you know franchise a franchise that struggled for a long time and doesn't necessarily have an elite quarterback in Jared Goff, even though he went number one overall uh, several years ago. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it reminds me of fantasy football. You know, and, and we used to. I've been doing the fantasy football for a long time, you know, and uh, sometimes I'm even the commissioner, which is scary. But, you know, when I first started, it was running back. You know, everybody wanted running back. And you'd see like a run on backs because they were so hard to find, um, you know, to get the, the guys like a Priest Holmes back in the day, you know, that was um, going to give you a lot of yards and all that stuff. And, and, the, and the NFL changed its rules and made it a lot more uh, – you know, a lot easier for, for wide receivers to get off. I mean, it's, you know, you get off the ball and, and catch passes and, um, you know, the hitting's different now. And, and you do the fantasy football, it's the same thing. You know, wide receiver is one of the biggest, it, it, it kind of has become like, you know, even more important than running backs is having a bunch of good wide receivers. And, and it's because the NFL is that way now. And that's where a lot of your playmakers and your, your points are going to come from, you know? And so, um, the, there's the value there. Those guys are worth the money. You know, Tariq Hill is a game changer. I mean, like, you know, and, and I, I'm curious to see what pre, what uh, Kansas City is going to be able to do Patrick Mahomes without him this year. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's it's the same thing with the quarterbacks. It's exactly the same thing that's happening with the wide receivers right now. You, if you're going to get somebody that's great, they're going to come in a premium. And the fact that there's a salary cap, you're going to have to manage it in a way where – you, you know, you, you can you can do that and, and not lose the core of your team, you know. And I mean core, I'm talking about your offensive and defensive line and your linebackers. And, and it seems like, you know, teams will sacrifice that. And it's hard to win in football without those guys, but you also have to get the ball in the end zone, you know. So, um, Jamison Williams, I, I kind of felt bad for him because, you know, we all know how the Lions franchise has been, you know, and then uh, they, they – I mean – they have had guys like retired just not to play on their team. And some of the best, you know, their best players ever. Um, and so I, maybe you never know with football, maybe their franchise is turning the corner. You know, the other thing is they drafted a, a player that's not going to help them for a while because, you know, they're saying maybe week six before Williams is, is ready to go. But what I heard consistently, and we knew this, uh, just how good he was. Maybe he's the best wide receiver of all the wide receivers. And had he not gotten hurt in a championship game, you know, maybe he would have been, you know, the first wide receiver taken. I mean, there's there's really no telling, um, you know, other than that he's a difference maker, and he's on a team that you know we'll see what happens. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl, you know, so I mean he if yeah. he can be really good. Um, but as the draft was going on, I realized that the, the injury just was it, – it really, really hurt um, Jamison Williams' draft status. I say really, but, you know, he, I think he would have went earlier in the draft just because wide receiver was, was such an important pick. 
And then the crazy thing is, and you guys probably talked about this, is that all those guys, like he was at Ohio State, and look at all the wide receivers that they had drafted. You know, so no wonder he transferred. Like he couldn't get on the field, and and you're right. talking about, you know, two of the best wide receivers that were taken in the draft, and he was behind those guys. So uh, you know, give them a lot of credit too for going out there and kind of, you know, mimicking Alabama that had all the first round picks that position. Hey, hey, Mick, where can people listen and watch you? Yeah, check us out on the uh, Bama Insider YouTube channel. Always talking Crimson Tide football. Uh, Kyle Henderson, our managing editor, Andrew Bone, obviously we're recruiting Trey Hannity and me. I'm on Monday nights at 6 o'clock, and then anytime there's anything going on, you know, guys, we pop up there and, and try to bring it to you. Great stuff as always, Mick. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Great stuff. Enjoy. Hey, roll tide, guys. See ya. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. In the course of last night's draft, I saw a graphic flash up and a light bulb went off in my head. I've got to do a deep dive on this. As a result, the greatest Alabama football trivia question coming out of last night's draft is coming up next. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 83. Fair tonight with a low at 62. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. A chance of widely scattered showers. The high, 84. Sunday, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms with a high at 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. I'm an alligator. Coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. Back on the Jay Barker show. Jay, Matt, Lars, your usual cast of characters here. On uh, the day after draft day one, eventually we're going to, I hope, have a chance to look forward to what's going to happen tonight, but I don't know. There's so much to discuss. I was watching one of the crawls that comes across the screen last night in the coverage on ESPN. Uh, and it said 11 wide receivers have been drafted in the first round under Nick Saban. Before that, only one. In the history of the draft, in the history of Alabama wide receivers, one before seven, uh, before Saban, 11 after. Jay, you got a shot? I mean, it's that, not, that's it's, unbelievable. You have yeah, to be old like me. You have to be old. No, no, like, yeah, but that, yeah. No, no, that's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I did not realize that. And, oh, my gosh. Um, was it David? Was David the, 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 the one? David Palmer? Uh, oh, David Palmer? Uh, uh, he did not go in the first round. That's, he went that's second a good round, guess, though. That's right. Second Lars, round in Minnesota. Yeah. Lars, yeah. what did you say? I what, said Don Hudson. Well, and Don Hudson would was my guess, too, but there wasn't a draft when, when he came out. The answer is Dennis Homan. And, and if Holman. you grew yeah. up in Alabama, yeah. yeah, if you grew up in Alabama watching Snake and Namath and Sloan, uh, you could pick what quarterback you wanted to be, but you were always the wide receiver. You're always number 25 out of Muscle Shoals. Uh, but yeah. guys my age, baby boomers, love that question, I promise. Raise your hand. 
Um, I did. <laughs> but this just the whole thing that there's only one. Yeah, and, you know, amazing. Alabama's had a few good wide, wide receivers, uh, but nothing, nothing uh, like that. Here's a trivia question that uh, even young people will uh, maybe get a shot at. <laughs> okay. Number of losses under Nick Saban at Alabama? 23. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, 11 years at, uh, I would say 17. 25. Oh. Number oh, of first-round draft picks at Alabama under, yeah, you were very close, Jay. So 30. 25. Nick, 30. Nick Saban's lost 25. Uh, number of first-round draft picks at Alabama under Nick Saban? 30. Uh, Jay says 30. Gee, there were six last year, two last night. Um, eight, uh, I don't know, um, 32. 41. 41 first-round draft picks. 25 losses. 41 first-round draft picks, 25 losses. That pretty much sums up what the program is under Nick Saban. If you were with us yesterday, we had a lot of fun with uh, NFL draft expert uh, Cole Thompson. He's with who now? Fanside. Fanside. Um, He's going to join us next hour. First hour break. Thanks for listening. This is Jay Barker Show. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. A great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.LetterCLetterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. and You'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Back on the Jay Barker Show with Jay and Lars and Matt and Josh and Jonathan and hell, hell, the gang's all here. Been breaking down the draft in every way possible, certainly with a, a lean towards the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. But there are, there are certainly other directions. I honestly don't know if we'll get there. Uh, but, of course, Evan Neal went to the Giants and then Williams to the Lions. I love Williams. Uh, man, how hey, Lars. How about his outfit? All of them, all of them are stopped. It was fresh. Oh, that's. <laughs> I don't know. Is that like? Is that a '90s word, Jay? <laughs> oh my gosh. I just think about the song. He's, that... fresh, he's so fresh. <laughs> uh, guys, something really interesting happened last night, and uh, I hope we have the audio pulled up for it. But uh, so. So the uh, uh, the Rams, the winners of the Super Bowl, they did not have a first round pick, and uh, so they. Um, it was pretty clear that Sean McVay, uh, the head coach and, and and general manager Les Snead, they may have tipped back a few, you know, just sort of so. enjoying the <laughs> yeah. night, and uh, and they were speaking with reporters. When literally this was just like great TV. I mean, it couldn't have happened any better. Uh, so, uh, so the Patriots and, and Bill Belichick, they make their selection and it is a, uh, a, uh, guard named, uh, Cole strange out of Tennessee Chattanooga. And if we could just play their reaction in real time and it was so candid and so colorful, uh, Let's let's just roll it if we have it. Really, really? Oh my! UT Chattanooga to the first round. Hey, where is? How about that? And we wasted our time watching him, thinking he'd be at 104, maybe. (laughs) Whoa! Laughing uh, at Bill Belichick, oh, man, Jay. <laughs> Jay, did you ever think you'd see the day when a young coach and Sean McVay is still a very young coach? Uh, yeah, he just won the Super Bowl, and you know, congrats. And you know, if uh, Joe Burrow has a half a second more, the Bengals win that game on that final play. But blah, blah, not blah. that I'm bitter about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yes. That's the first time no, you brought that up. No, but. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, Jay, have, have, I, I don't think we will ever see a reaction like this ever again because I think there are going to be repercussions. Certainly, 
Yeah, you you think Belichick's gonna oh, uh, forget I mean about by this? The oh no, the no, league's not no, gonna no, no. do okay, anything. Yeah. But but it, it's sort of a unwritten rule that you don't comment on other teams' selections, and they were just flat out making fun of Bill Belichick, Jay. Yeah, so either they were in the sun right before this happened, or they had some things that made the heat up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so Les Snead, I love Les Snead. I really do. He went to Auburn, played at Auburn. He was a kind of like a graduate assistant in Atlanta for the Falcons. So I get cut by the Carolina Panthers, and he comes and picks me up at the airport to do a tryout for the Falcons. And we had the best talk. The guy, I mean, he was like, well, I'm working 20-something hours a day and all this stuff and just trying to make it. So I, I've been really proud of him that he's done what he's done. He, he's a super – like, you would love hanging around him. He is a great dude. So I'm going I'm to give him a little bit of pass here. I don't think the NFL will, like you said. But it was great TV. And I wish that they would just let these guys act that way and be that way because I think fans would love it. And I think their fans would love it. Um, they just won the Super Bowl, so they've got a lot to brag about and think about. But um, don't go after Belichick. That's the only thing I'd say. Kind of like going after Saban. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't poke. Don't poke the bear. Uh, and uh, the bear in this case being uh, Bill Belichick. I, I, I just thought it was a pretty interesting reaction. Yeah. Um, uh, let me but, say, uh, uh, something, something here real quick. And um, by the way, I checked it. They don't play each other next year. Boy, that would have been great. Um, but the other thing, here's one particular site that has a breakdown of everyone selected last night. And Lars, I'm just going to let you look at what they have. 29, New England Patriots, Cole Strange, Offensive Line, Tennessee Chattanooga. <laughs> and then what's, what's in the comment column? Uh, dot, dot, dot. And everybody else everybody, everybody else has like uh, four or five sentences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, they're just, everybody's dumbfounded by this, uh, by this pick. And, and, and look, Cole Strange is a good story. He's a two-star prospect coming out of high school. He developed into a four-year college starter. Uh, he's a legit NFL prospect. It's just nobody, nobody had him going this early. And uh, in, in uh, Yahoo Sports, for instance, they had him as the 91st prospect in the draft. That is basically late third round. So, uh, but you know what? Uh Look, when when we think of uh, Belichick, we think of his mastery at drafting, and and what seems like a reach right now may not seem that way uh, here in a few years. And, and and also, you cannot grade. And Jay, you know this way better than me. You can't grade a draft the day after the first round, or the day yeah. after the draft is over. You it, it right. take give it three four years. Because you just don't know how these guys are going to uh, translate into the NFL, correct? No, that's <clears throat> that's exactly right. I mean, one thing that Belichick doesn't do is it reminds me of a song that says, don't chase waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Instead, it's to stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. And he knows interior linemen and that this type of guy, this is his type of guy. He's an offensive lineman who has strong he had a great uh, senior bowl, number one, and he was there watching him, seeing him play. Uh, the, the guy's 6'5", 307 pounds, and he's got great upper body strength. Um, he is able to latch on to the defender in the run blocking schemes, really a powerful run blocker. This is what they needed. I mean, they definitely needed some interior offensive linemen, and that's what I love about Belichick 
is that he never gets away. He never chases waterfalls. He goes after what he knows and what he needs. And I think that's the biggest thing for him is that that's what he did with his draft. And people can laugh at it. They can say this is a strange pick, no pun intended. But um, I, I think it's going to work out well. <laughs> I, I think the system and the things that Belichick d- does and that offensive scheme, I think it's going to be this guy will be perfect for what they want to do. He wants to be dominant in the trenches. And this guy kind of gives he gives you that feel. No matter where you're from, I mean, they see it, whether it's on film, they see it in technique, they see it uh, at the senior bowl we went against the top players in the country. They realize, okay, this might be a steal for us. And I think that's what they think. Yeah. Um, by the way, that TLC and Lisa Left Eye Lopez, man, I love that song, Waterfalls. Still one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one that had the problems in Atlanta. That she uh, she tragic Andre she, Risen yeah she was uh, with Andre Risen and uh, tragically mm-hmm. passed away in a car accident which was actually caught on film oh my gosh oh wow she so was dry I think they were down in the Bahamas and uh, there was a camera rolling from the back seat uh, when uh, just the the oh. car started fishtailing back and forth at a high rate of speed and uh, yeah pretty sad but anyway a, a great song a great song uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, you can't question Bill Belichick. Uh, it, 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 he 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 doesn't have a great track record with uh, wide receivers, but um, when it comes to just uh, thinking outside the box, I mean, I think that's what you're that's that, that's what you're basically saying is that that Belichick he doesn't care what uh, the rest of the group is, right? Or what the rest of the group right. is thinking, meaning the other teams. He's not going to get caught up in group think. He is going to go his own direction. And uh, But the thing is, Strange probably would have been available at number 54 when the Patriots uh, pick in the second round. But you know what? If you like the guy and he fits your system and what you want to do, Take him because there there could have been a chance that uh, he would have been gone, but most likely he would have been there at fifty four. Uh, it's hard to question Belichick, but evidently it's easy to laugh at him. Yeah, I just boy, that, 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 I'm, I'm that, sorry, it's, I missed it's the equivalent that. of laughing at Nick Saban. Uh, yeah, uh, on the NFL levels, there's there's no question about it. Just a quick dive before we go to break. Um, I have to look these things up because I am a curious man. UTC has never had a first-round draft pick ever. Now, we're not talking about Ohio State, okay? We're talking about the University of Tennessee Chattanooga that has played most of their time at D2, okay? But big-time draft pick, and he didn't even go in the first round. Biggest draft pick, biggest player ever at UTC. Uh, and believe me, I, I didn't think of this immediately. That's where Terrell Owens went. T.O.? T.O. And then a, another guy, Jay, you'll remember, y'all were. Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Tony Hill, um, mm-hmm. that guy was pretty good too. But um, I don't. I'm not even sure they had a second round draft pick. Oh, but I don't keep up with them because I'm mad. But, they uh, hey, all, all I know is UT Chattanooga had more first round draft picks this year than Tennessee. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I think probably in the last three years, UT Chattanooga has had more first round draft picks than Tennessee. Oh, that's hurting some people. Uh, are you pulling on Heifel's cape? <laughs> I, I I want Tennessee to be competitive. I'm afraid Heifel's going to take them to the level. Don't, I, don't you I, think that? Uh, no, I'm not you convinced don't? of that. You're not? I mean, yeah. Uh, hey, if you can pay a quarterback $20 million to come to uh, 
<laughs> your school, you got was, a great chance. I thought it was $85 million. <laughs> oh. oh, 8.5. Sorry. 8.5, yeah. Uh, he hasn't taken it. He hasn't even been on $300,000 commit bonus, not signing bonus. <laughs> oh, and did, did you see? He's gonna graduate you see, high the, you see the, bas- the, the basketball player yeah. at Miami? Yeah. He's threatening to transfer unless he gets more NIL money. Yeah, mm. I'm telling you. He all. says he's going into the portal if he doesn't get paid more money because uh, of the kids that are uh, uh, the incoming recruits are getting paid more than him. This is just unbelievable! <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I would. Uh, I have to bite my tongue on say anything else about that. No, I won't. Cole Thompson, NFL expert and former former Lars friend, uh, student, and, and form. I, I know. I was joking. I wouldn't be friends with you either after you blew everything up. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, former student, and he's now with Fansider. We'll be right back. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 83. Fair tonight with a low at 62. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. A chance of widely scattered showers. The high, 84. Sunday, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms with a high at 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. I'd usually be listening to this in a smoky New York bar at about 3.30 in the morning. TMI. <laughs> in my 20s. Being single, planning on the... Let me uh, tell you on, on the, you on, on, on the, on the If you went table. back today, you'd be doing that tonight. Am I right? No. Uh. No longer in my 20s. But our next guest is in our 20s, is in his 20s. Cole Thompson. How you doing, my friend? Well, I'm uh, sleep-deprived, caffeine-induced, and uh, about ready to go ahead to another press conference. But besides that, I'm living the dream. Which, you know what, actually? I'm living the dream. Are you engaged? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you engaged after what happened yesterday? Did, no, I didn't did even, uh, I, your future fiancé find out that I, let the, that, that I let the cat out of the bag? You did not. She did. She had no idea. I didn't even tell her. I, I didn't even see her. I didn't get home last night until about two uh, thirty in the morning. So she was already passed out. And then when I got up, she was already gone for work. So we haven't even really talked about it yet. And so shh, secret still a thing. All right, good deal. Uh, all right, this is Cole Thompson joining us, uh, reporter at Fan Nation and uh, NFL draft guru. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Mister Cole Thompson. M-R-C-O-L-E-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Cole, uh, your overarching thoughts about uh, what transpired last night in the first round of the draft. 
I think it was very telling of what NFL evaluators think of this quarterback class. For Kenny Pickett, the probably most NFL-ready quarterback to be the only one selected in the first round, shows that even though teams are interested in adding in long-term, stable, franchise-caliber quarterbacks, they're not going to overspend for the price. There were several teams that potentially could have been interested in Malik Willis. They elected to trade out of the first round. There were several teams interested in Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, a high-volume winning-type quarterback. They elected to trade out of the first round. So the reason behind it is they know the upside. They know the potential. They understand what the limitations are, and they're not willing to overspend at a certain position, even though it is a luxury position. Once again, also, wide receivers, another big storyline. We saw two major trades by wide receivers in the first round when the Arizona Cardinals elected to give up the 23rd overall pick to the likes of the Baltimore Ravens to go get Marquise Hollywood Brown as a vertical presence for Kyler Murray. And Traylon Burks goes at pick number 18, which would have been the selection by the Philadelphia Eagles if they did not trade for Tennessee Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown. So we now know that there's been a lot of rumors with receivers, whether that means you got to go pay them. Immediately as soon as he lands in Philadelphia, uh, A.J. Brown is signing a four-year extension worth $100 million. Teams that aren't willing to pay top dollar to keep a pass catcher on their roster is going to go ahead and move them for the highest value. That's exactly what Tennessee did, and they get a very good receiver in Traylon Burks. Six wide receivers drafted in the first round, the most in NFL draft history. So Jamison Williams goes to the Lions, and it's so interesting that, uh, man, you look at the 2020 Ohio State wide receiver room. Garrett Wilson, he goes 10 to the Jets. Chris Olave goes 11 to the Saints, and then 12, Jamison Williams to the Lions. Who do you think of that uh, threesome is going to have the best NFL career? A lot of people in Tuscaloosa might not like this answer, but I think Chris Olave does. And the main reason is because he's going to a situation where he doesn't have to be the number one receiver right out of the gate. When you look at all three of these receivers, they have immense potential. Garrett Wilson, Reminds me a lot of Stephon Diggs. Chris Olave reminds me a lot of Calvin Ridley. Jamison Williams, we talked about this yesterday, reminds me a lot of Deshaun Jackson. When you look at the situation in Detroit, they have needed a number one receiver since the past. I mean, since Calvin Ridley, uh, Calvin Johnson elected to retire. They find that, but there are questions with the quarterback position in Jared Goff. Is he the long-term answer? Plus the injury concerns with Williams. Once you suffer one lower body injury, they consistently somehow seem to pop up. When you look at the New York Jets, they land a premier receiver in Garrett Wilson, but they're going to ask him to do a lot as a possessional guy across the middle of the field. You have your vertical presence with Elijah Moore. You have your physical receiver, your X guy in Corey Davis, but you need that player who can hit the doubles and the triples, hit that 18-yard, 20-yard route across the middle of the field. And Zach Wilson has got to improve as Joe Douglas wants to remain the GM of the Jets. But Chris Olave, he goes into a situation where they have two proven receivers. It's Traquan Smith and Michael Thomas. But this is a guy who is a premier route runner. He does extremely well after the catch. While his separation issues might be a problem, he also has that vertical presence with that 4.39 speed. And he's going to an organization that knows how to draft receivers and knows how to draft offensive linemen. The Saints also added in Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa to be the long-term replacement for Teron Armstead on that line. And Jameis Winston did work out his mechanics underneath offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael to really hone in on his completion rating, one of the biggest flaws that was the area of conversation with him in Tampa Bay. I really do like the fit of what Chris Olave was. I don't like how much New Orleans went to add up to get him. But if you can get consistent play, 75, 80 receptions for the next 10 years, 800-plus plus receiving yards, 
six, seven touchdowns. It's hard to imagine a guy like Alave not being the best of the bunch simply because he will be the most consistent. More upside with Wilson or upside with Williams, more consistency long-term with Chris Alave. Cole Thompson, our guest, and um, man, I'm telling you, like, I, I hate to say this as a quarterback, but I was very like excited that only one quarterback had chosen in the NFL yeah, draft first round because yeah, Lars and I have talked about this many times. Like, build the interior, linemen, receivers playing in space. If if they've got the protection, if you got the running back, the running game, you got a tight end that can protect and also catch. Wide receivers on the outside that can play in space. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are out there that can have a lot of success but you got to build it from that standpoint. Yeah, Jay, I mean, you probably know this better than anyone out there. Uh, when you look at teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, they really are a quarterback away from being in contention. And that's not to say that Mitchell Trubisky won't start the year off, but there's a short right. beach, and there are limitations when it comes to Trubisky's game. But the one thing you have to love about what Kevin Colbert did this offseason was he made sure the next quarterback would be in line for great success. You have a number one receiver in Deontay Johnson. I've been told by people that they're trying to get an extension done with him long term. You also added in Chase Claypool a few years ago. He can be your vertical threat, whether in the slot or on the perimeter. But you also upgraded your offensive line. James Daniels from the Chicago Bears was one of the more undervalued signings of the offseason, and it allows you to move Kendrick Green, a natural guard, back to his position. You also added in Mason Cole. You also have a good running back in Najee Harris and a quality tight end in Pat Fryermuth, who I think is going to explode this year. So the weapons and the pieces are there for the quarterback to be successful right away in a division where you can say at least for 2022 because of the Deshaun Watson situation and now questions of Lamar being unhappy in Baltimore, they could have another 10-plus win season very similar to what the New England Patriots did last year with Mac Jones. You have to be able to win from within. You have to be able to win with a nice supporting cast. Kenny Pickett, who was the most NFL-ready quarterback, goes to an organization that is stable in building the front office. But the other thing that I don't think enough people are paying attention to with the hand size situation, he's played in the harsh conditions of Heinz Field because that's where Pittsburgh plays their home games as the Panthers. So he automatically knows what it's like to play on that field, what it's like to play in that weather, what it's like to play in certain situations. So he has a comfortability with Heinz Field, which I do think also is a major plus factor in him having a successful NFL career. Great point. Cole, we're going to ask you the same thing we did yesterday. Can we hold you over for another segment? I know you mentioned you had to get to a news conference, so we certainly understand if that is the case. But can you hang around another 10, 15? Oh, I don't have to be there for another hour and a half. You guys got me for as long as you need. Okay, right. 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 <laughs> awesome. That sounds great. Um, Cole Thompson is with us once again as we talk about the NFL draft. And, of course, when we get back, we got to ask him about the Packers. Uh, Lars, you, you got to ask him about the strange pick, Okay. I, yeah, I mean, I, I want to know. I, I want to know. Yes, I want to know, Cole, who you think the best pick, best value pick was of uh, the first round, the strangest pick of the first round. Strangest reaction. Okay. All right. Okay. We're good. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's because you share a first name with him, but uh, exactly. we'll, we'll move that. beyond that. Oh, we're going there. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Uh, we are live from these beautiful studios, AVX in Homewood, Alabama, and Cole will continue with us on the other side of this break.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show. There's Jay, Matt. There's Lars Anderson and Colt Thompson is joining us. We'll talk about the NFL draft. As I just told Lars a second ago, I'm going to be very self-serving on on this question. My Packers took two of the five first-round defensive picks from the the Georgia Bulldogs, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Can you assess that, how the Packers do in the first round? I'm going to preface this by saying let's take off the actual – Elephant in the room. They need a wide receiver. They need multiple wide receivers. We know that they need multiple wide receivers. Absolutely. But I would give I would give them a C. I'd give them a B minus for the two picks. I love the Wyatt fit. I absolutely love the Wyatt fit. I think that he is a phenomenal player. Can work inside. Does a really nice job playing as a five technique. If you go back and watch Dan Lanning's defensive front, he was actually one of the more versatile players. They would play him as a five on the outside shoulder of tackles. They would shift him inside to play the outside shoulder of a guard. He also would sometimes line up if they wanted to go run a more four-man rush up front. He'd line up over the center's face. So he's a very intangible player that can work at every single level of this 3-4 defense. And there's a lot to like about Wyatt's overall upside. I talked to a couple scouts not too long ago, and they said if it wasn't for the off-the-field concerns, he potentially would have been Georgia's top defensive player selected. That's how much they liked him. Quay Walker is a little bit intriguing. I personally would have gone with Devin Lloyd out of Utah. I think he's more of a sideline-to-sideline linebacker. He has a little bit more better skills and coverage. I think that there's a lot to like about him as a thumper in three-down formations. And in the 3-4 defense, he'd be able to stay on the field, I think, a little bit more. But Walker is a good linebacker. He's really good at assessing offensive lines. He can catch poles pretty quickly, high IQ. Does an extremely well job working off and shucking blockers to get into the backfield for stops behind the line of scrimmage against the run. I think he's a little limited when it comes to his run game. Personally, I think between him and Channing Tindall, the other outside linebacker, you could have had one of these two in the second round and probably had immense success. But there was a report not too long ago that Walker's athleticism was going to move him into that first-round conversation, and lo and behold, he becomes the first linebacker off the board. So there was a hole at linebacker. There was a hole at defensive end. It's not as if Green Bay's defense was so star-spangled awesome that they needed to go ahead and surpass on these two. But you could have gone with an edge rusher like a George Karloftis or maybe even a Jermaine Johnson. They would have been really nice fits opposite of Preston Smith. You could have gone receiver. Maybe it would have been a reach for someone like a George Pickens here or Sky Moore. But you don't have a receiver. I mean, like, if you really think about it, there's not a number one, number two, or number three receiver on this roster. And you're a team that the last three years has finished with at least 13 wins. I mean, this is a team under Matt LaFleur that's gone 40 and 10. So there's a reason why we talk about them in such a prominent light. It's because... They find ways to be successful even with limited with limited receiver play. 
You got to land one. You got to land two. You got to land three, in my opinion, three receivers in this draft at some point, and then probably got to go ahead and trade up to go get your guy very early in day two. Cole, looking ahead uh, to this evening when uh, rounds two and three uh, commence, uh, I believe six uh, central time uh, the uh, it begins, um, I want to ask you about three guys with Alabama connections, and let's just kind of go rapid fire here. Uh, Malik Willis, where do you think he's going to end up, the quarterback out of Liberty who spent time at Auburn? I think the Atlanta Falcons select him with one of their two first-round picks. He would go into an excellent situation where he could sit behind Marcus Mariota for a year, and this is a team that is rebuilding. They need to be able to stabilize their roster now that Matt Ryan is off the table. If you have success with Malik Willis at the end of the season, you know you can go into 2023 and use those first and second-round picks on building the offensive line, finding a safety, maybe uh, assessing the pass rush a little bit more. I think one of the two picks at 43 or 58 he goes to, and he gets to work with Arthur Smith, who turned Ryan Tannehill into a pro bowler in his time in Tennessee. And how about uh, the last two? George Pickens, who you just mentioned, a wide receiver uh, from Hoover, and also Christian Harris. And and, and do the Bucks? I know it's an extra question, but do the Bucks hang on to that pick at 33 or is they trade that away to somebody like the Packers who wants to who want to move up and grab somebody like Pickens at the top of the second round? I think it's based off their big board. I've talked to a couple of people. I, I know Lars, you know one of the most prominent people inside that building, so you've probably had some conversations with him as well. Uh, they like Logan Hall out of uh, Houston, and they would make a lot of sense because of the way that they run their defense. They have got to upgrade that edge position opposite of a. Uh, Joe Tryon, Chagoya, and Vita Vea up the middle. They have got to continue to get better at the run defense. And that's been a big calling card of Todd Bowles. Two of the last three years, they finished number one in run defense. And last season, they finished number three. So they love to go ahead and press. They got to get younger with Indomitian Sugon. I could see them trading it for George Pickens. I think George Pickens is floors the Chicago Bears at number 39. They need a physical receiver to pair with Justin Fields. They got to get someone who can go ahead and work opposite of Darnell Mooney. He fits that criteria. Really good run blocker. Great catch radius. One thing that nobody talks about with him is his tracking skills. He can find a ball in the air, and he can find a way to track it down for a game. So a ball that maybe looks five yards overthrown, he'll be able to kick, turn on the Jets a little bit, and go off field. I think that Chicago's the floor. Maybe the Houston Texans at 37 could take him. Maybe a team like the New York Jets at 38, if they want to double down a receiver, could take him. But I do think that that's probably his floor. And then Christian Harris. I actually think the New York Jets at 38 make a lot of sense. They need to get themselves a cover linebacker and one who can play in space to go opposite former Alabama linebacker C.J. Mosley, who at this point in his career is more so a run-stopping only type linebacker. they got to get a little bit more mobile. There's a lot of reasons to like it. I don't see Fred Warner in him, but I do see a little bit of a Bobby Okurake, maybe even a uh, maybe even a little bit of a uh, Darius Leonard light type in. Christian Harris, that's exactly what you need for this Robert Sala defense. I won't be shocked if he's the pick at 38. We got Cole, <clears throat> Cole Thompson joining us, and uh, we were talking about Cole Strange earlier before we went to break, so I got, I got to get back to that for a second. And Lars made a hit at Tennessee a little bit, which is so weird because the guy grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. He was like an unbelievable player out of that area, but Tennessee did not get him. He actually went to Air Force for, I think he signed with them, ends up at UT Chattanooga. But um, talk about that pick for Cole Strange to the Patriots. It's strange that he went in the first round, but I had talked to scouts not too long ago, and after his pro—I mean, after his pro day, there was a lot of people saying that he was going to be a very early day two 
selection. So, you know, Bill Belichick came out afterwards and said, you know, in his grunty, shovely voice, yeah, well, we made the pick because of we knew he wasn't going to be available at 54, which he probably wouldn't have been. And the reality is, is that you had to go ahead and upgrade the interior offensive line. You trade away Shaq for a fifth-round pick, and you need to get somebody who can be a plug-and-play starter opposite Michael on Weiwu. And the reality is, is that when you get a guy like Strange, five years of starting experience at left guard, right guard, and center, it allows you to be a little bit more versatile with your offensive line. And that is something that Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick have always wanted. Versatility, guys who can play cornerback on the perimeter, guys who can play inside, guys who can play a Buffalo nickel, big type player, guys who can go ahead and be a slot receiver, work on the outside. You get that in cold strength. I think it was a reach, definitely, but at the same time, you don't really talk about first-round picks for the New England Patriots. You talk about the fifth-round picks and the sixth-round picks and the undrafted right. free agents that he turns into freaking all-pros every single year and then trades them for second-round picks and screws up that pick along the way. So, like, that's the reality of the Patriot way. If you add in strength and he's a viable guard, the one person that I actually talked to, an evaluator, said he's Joe Tooney 2.0, and they missed Joe Tooney last year on that offensive line. So if you get a Joe Tooney 2.0, I think you nail round four, round five, round six, which clearly he's going to do because it happens every single year. The Patriots are still going to be in a fine situation. It was a strange pick, but it wasn't as strange when you kind of call around and say, hey, was Cole Strange going to be available at 54? And everyone says, no, he was going to be gone by top 40. Great point. Cole, what, what was your favorite pick of the first round? Baltimore Ravens killed it. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it, in my opinion. Uh, Eric DaCosta, learning underneath former Alabama great Ozzie Newsome, absolutely explains why they wanted to go in this pathway. They trade away a receiver in uh, uh, Hollywood Brown, who they were going to have to pay, was unhappy with this role, and really never flourished into that number one mentality that you wanted for Lamar Jackson. And you go at Tyler Linderbaum, a massive upgrade at the interior offensive line. They lost Bradley Bozeman in the offseason. Uh, Linderbaum, to me, was a top-five player in this year's class. The only reason why I think that he wasn't in top-ten selection is not only because he plays center, but also he has a little bit of shorter arms. Marshall Yanda had short arms, and he's going to be a future Hall of Famer for what he was able to do on that offensive line. And then to land Kyle Hampton, the arguably unicorn of this year's draft. Everyone talks about player comps and how there has to be one player who's going to turn into this player at the NFL level. I've never been able to find a player comp for Kyle Hamilton because there aren't many yeah. players who can do what he can do. He's great, great as a strong safety. He can move extremely well in a zone-based coverage. He plays really well as a single high. He does phenomenal run work against run support. He's great as a Buffalo nickel if you want to play him low. There's just so much variety that you can do with him. And keep in mind, Baltimore got nine wins last year, and they were the most injured play team in the NFL. You get a healthy Marcus Peters back. You get a healthy Marlon Humphrey back. You upgrade in the interior with your nickel position. You still have a really good edge rusher coming up in Jalen Ferguson. And you added in Ode Ode Owofe last season. You have Rashad Bateman, who's going to take over as your number one receiver. You've got Devin DuVernay, who can be your vertical option. And there's a deep receiver class to where... You gave up very little, and you also gained back an extra pick because you moved from 23 to 25 with the Buffalo Bills. Everything that Eric DaCosta did was phenomenal, and that is what the Baltimore Ravens do. I don't know how they haven't won a Super Bowl in the last five years because the way they draft, they find a way to finish up as always an A-plus team. Hey, one more question real quick. Where does Mechie end up? I won't be shocked if he goes to the Houston Texans at pick number 68. They like him a lot. They need to get a little bit bigger at the interior. They love that he can be physical against run, and they also are trying to find a bigger slot receiver. If he falls to 68, I'd be very shocked if the Texans aren't running up to the podium to go get him. And again, there's the Patriot type. So we know that New England loves their Patriots. 
Nick Casario, a former Patriot. Great stuff as always, Cole. Where can people find and follow you? Make sure you check out all my work at fannation.com. Give me a follow on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson, and you can always listen to Just Saying It, my radio show on the Sports Map Radio Network from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. or listen to the podcast form wherever you get your podcast listening systems. All right, and where are you going on vacation? We want to tell everybody. Uh, I will be going uh, to Fredericksburg, Texas yeah, next month. And then in June, I'm going on an Alaskan cruise with my family and then future fiance. So that's always positive. All right. Wait, 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 but, yeah, but hold on. Wait, wait, where's the honeymoon going to be? Uh, come on, Lars. You... <laughs> I got a year to play in that, phone. dude. I'll call you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good, Cole. Thank you, Cole. <laughs> Uh, good job, good, wow. job. good job, good job, Cole. Great job. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, there was a major faux pas. It didn't last long last night during the draft from the University of Alabama's social media. We will discuss that in about three minutes. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 83. Fair tonight with a low at 62. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. A chance of widely scattered showers. The high, 84. Sunday, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms with a high at 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on the Jay Barker show, uh, quickly, Jay, then Lars. Jay, what, are, are you going to make it the same effort to watch round two as you did round one? Yes, I will make the same effort I did, and um, we'll try to hang out with you guys later on if you can. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lars, Lars, Lars hey, may have kids. Uh, uh, no, I, no, actually, we could all three Link, fly a little bit solo for yeah, a while, Lincoln, and I'm telling you that I've yeah. seen that it's dangerous. Um, uh, hey, th- to me, <laughs> this is the most important uh, day of the draft rounds two and three. I mean, this is where you get some of the core guys for your team, and uh, and and uh, you know, just uh, you look at Alabama players still available uh mechie robinson christopher allen jalen uh, armor davis uh Fidarius mathis uh christian harris uh there could be several guys who uh are will have their names called tonight but but jay i mean you really if you're a gm you make your money in rounds two through seven i, I would argue even more than you do in round one correct most definitely. Yeah. I mean, you hit it right on the head. Um, it's This is where you really find kind of the gems, the guys that everybody's maybe looking past or you've really, you know, again, not look to <clears throat> try to win the draft when it comes to the public view, but try to win the draft based on what you need. And, that, and that's the key. As a GM, you try to find out what do we need? How can we build a team? What's the future look like? 
how can we build around a particular player? How can I mean, especially the quarterback position, but more importantly, just, um, you know, great character guys are going to come in and really that you feel like you can have for, for a while that are going to come in and, and make the locker room as good as they are on the field. You got to have the production number one. Yes. But you got to have the great players, the speed, all that stuff. But yeah, the great GMs, this is, this is where they make their hay is now from two all the way through seven. Yeah, and as we talked about a minute ago, this is where Belichick eats them alive. But uh, And maybe he exactly. did with uh, Cole Strange. We'll see in a year or so. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, quickly, because I talked about it before the break, uh, it's a small faux pas. And actually, in radio terms, a really lousy tease. But I, I should complete it. Last night, when Evan Neal was taken by the Giants, Alabama's page put him up with all Carolina and Panther stuff. They immediately corrected it. But it's just, well, it made AL.com. That doesn't make it worthy of making the Jay Barker show, but I felt as though uh, I needed to do that. Hey, well, just, uh, I'm just seeing this that uh, Mac Jones, he reached out to uh, Cole Strange this morning, and uh, the two are going to have dinner tonight. And Strange has never been in New England before. So uh, good, good for uh, uh, Mac to uh, start that, that relationship. Well, he'll have a lot to do with Mac's success, and I'll bet he picks up the tab, even though this guy is about and, to make a whole lot of and, money. And one other thing, guys, uh, that we haven't talked about, and Jay, I'll just ask you. Georgia, five defenders picked in the first round. I mean, that, uh, one, it's a record, but two, it, it just shows you how good Georgia's defense was last year. And yet Alabama was right there knocking on the door without their two best wide receivers. Yeah, defense wins championships. That's the key. You know, you get those guys, and that's why the NFL loved them, because of what they built. And kudos to Kirby. That's a huge get for him, I mean, a huge deal for him to be able to brag about that, talk about that, five guys, you know, going in the first round. I mean, he, he has taken on Coach Saban's philosophy, the process, everything. And now the NFL draft for him to have five guys – taking the first round all on that defense side of the football is just unbelievable. Uh, I think that uh, Jay's just come up with it, and he's a marketing guy. T-shirts that say kudos <laughs> to Kirby. Uh, one other question <laughs> concerning Georgia. Would they have had six if Andy Adam Anderson had not had his issues? The guy that eventually didn't play last year because of rape charges. Remember what I'm talking about? Sorry, I missed that. Adam Anderson. He was a Georgia linebacker. If I got this right, uh, I have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, just some interesting news. Uh, Alabama, uh, regarding Alabama, the Bengals did pick up the fifth-year option of offensive tackle Jonah Williams. Interestingly, interestingly, the New York Giants declined to pick up the fifth-year option of, of, of Daniel Jones. And that tells you that Daniel Jones is probably not the quarterback of the future there. Also, the Raiders, surprising, they did not pick up the fifth-year option of Josh Jacobs. Hmm. I, I, I heard don't, that I, on the way in I this morning, I, and I, I, did that. I, I was very puzzled. That. I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, has the, he not been great? He has. I mean, uh, Jay, I guess that, that that's just the devaluation of the running back position. It is, and there's it, just so many guys that are out there, but... He's a great player. I mean, I, I wish Alabama would have used him more when he was there. But, uh, hey, if they don't pick it up, somebody else will. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, have a terrific w weekend and uh, enjoy the weather and uh, enjoy the draft. Talk to you Monday.
Thanks, guys. You're listening to the J. Bar.